Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sampling Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. As joined with me, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, rocking the Whitecaps FC. How's it going, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Uh, yeah, MLS has kicked up and started its season. I think the Whitecaps play their home opener. Uh, they're playing tonight, but I think their home opener is this Saturday against Dallas. Uh, I think it was last week they had a home opener. Oh, did they? Okay. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, they're playing their CONCACAF game this week, right? So That's right. Yeah. Getting going. Thoughts on the team, or is it too early? Hard to say it's too early, but I don't think they'll make the playoffs. This seems like a little bit of an underwhelming team. That's what it says so far on paper. But they don't look great, but let's see what happens. Who knows? Maybe they rise up. Yeah, they've uh, they've been struggling for the last couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah. It's too bad because it's a beautiful, beautiful arena when the roof's open in the summer. It's a great place to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can we could probably spend an hour talking on what they've done wrong in terms of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's neither here or there. We're here to talk wrestling, Mr. Michaels, and we are now probably what less than a month away from WrestleMania. The card's yeah. starting to shape up. Uh last night's raw thoughts, initial thoughts. Uh- Thought it was I thought it was pretty good. One of the better ones in the last little bit, just because you had the John Cena, Logan Paul, they brought some of the big guns out. I, I pretty much I enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, no, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, right from SmackDown on Friday, now we're getting into those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh everything is sold out. They're 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 in the big arenas, uh, the hockey arenas, the basketball arenas, anyways, for now. Yeah, everything is getting sold out. Every show has meaning now. So um you wouldn't, I don't know, for myself personally. I wouldn't expect it to be any less than than extravagant at this point. Absolutely. It has to be. Building up for the biggest show of them all, right? Their Super Bowl. No, 100%. So, so we're getting closer and closer. Now, I'm looking at the card here a little bit, Chance. I, 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 I'll I, be honest. I'm a little underwhelmed by what I'm seeing so far. Uh, oh, yeah. Not not to, to piss on it because we still have some time. But we're talking about two nights here. And we have seven matches so far, um, which kind of leads me to believe, okay, what, what's to come? I guess Gunther still doesn't have a match. Um, I know I'm sure he'll get one, but here's what we have so far. So we have SmackDown Women Championship match, Charlotte Flair versus, uh, B- sorry, 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 Rhea Ripley. And here's what I wanted to touch on this. I love how they're doing this. I almost feel... Rhea is fighting Charlotte in order to get the Ray and Dominic storyline over. How else is Dominic supposed to get over to SmackDown? I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but this yeah, is what no. I'm thinking. Because I'm seeing more interaction on SmackDown between Dominic and Ray than I am between Charlotte and uh, Rhea, per se. Even though they did face off, but Ray, Dominic still played a big role in that face off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's absolutely what they're doing. So, so call that match number eight. We will have that match as well, yeah. probably. Right? But then also, uh, the next women's title match will feature one, Bianca Belair to defend against Asuka. Now, I'm liking this match. I really am. I like the build one. It's really fun the way they're building this up. Like, she's not turned heel, but you can see some of the tendencies there. She's stopping herself, you know, spraying that mist on her. Last yeah. week, I thought it was really cool that she just let it drip out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of teasing and, you know, things here. And, you know, I I, I have a feeling Asuka will go over. I think so, too. 
this her time. She's hot right now. The crowd's behind her. I agree with you. Oscar's gonna she's gonna win that match. And Bianca, you know, with all due respect and everything she's done, I mean, she's held that strap for a year, man. She, she's, she's like Roman Reigns has had the belt for so long that you know Cody and Oscar are going to come out of WrestleMania with those belts. But it's interesting that I didn't feel it the same way that Roman, you feel it with Roman, knowing that how long he's held that title. Like, you don't feel that from Bianca's side. Like, she's defended it quite regularly, right? I mean, she's put it up on the line. She, she's been a fighting champion, but it hasn't felt like a year. If you didn't well, know, well, Roman's had it what two years now. Well, he's had it for he's going into a second WrestleMania with it now, yeah, right? So, I mean, so double the time, but double the time, but you just don't feel it the same way. They don't, you know, they don't talk about it the same way. Like yeah, you I hear about, you, you hear about Gunther. Oh, going into WrestleMania, he's going to have the belt for over three hundred days. Oh, so and so has had the tag team titles for so many days. You don't hear Bianca Belair is actually, you know, if if WrestleMania was a calendar year. You know, she she's held it from from pillar to post. Yeah, you know, she's had a great run. She's the best. She's the best woman, right? Best woman in WWE right now. I think athletically, look wise, she has it all. Yeah, actually, there's some girls down there in NXT. I cannot wait to see come up. Uh, some really really strong athletic women coming up from there, man. There, I, I things are looking good. I'm excited for for the future. Uh, United States Championship. This was announced last night. Let's talk about this interaction. Austin Theory versus John Cena. Um, one nothing John Cena. I'm giving it to him right away. He ate him up on the mic. Uh, well, no, Theory's not going to compete with John Cena on the mic, but not many guys are. Maybe three or four guys in all of wrestling history can compete with John Cena on the mic. So that there's no match for him there. Yeah, he gave him a masterclass promo there. No, he gave a masterclass promo, but I'm saying one nothing in the sense that even the way theory responded, he sounded like a kid. Does that make yeah. sense? Like he, he yeah. almost, he almost came off as a legit Mark. Against yeah, John Cena. One of his heroes, right? He was one of his heroes. And I'm sure that, you know, the level of professionalism and everything is there, but just the way he delivered the promo and just, you know, his tone and the way he talked, it's almost like me talking to little miss miss, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was talking down to him. Yeah. Yeah. I knew he was talking down to him, but the way uh, Here's my question, though. If you're trying to build up the guy, do well, you that's see... what's going to exactly what they're doing. Zane's going to talk him down and school him every week on the mic until we get in that ring. Because obviously, there's a 20 year age gap here. It's there, he's younger, he's quicker, he's stronger now, and he's going to school John Cena in the ring and get that W. They're going to build him up the tear him down, and then he's going to walk out US champ. Well, I mean, obviously, I believe Theory will walk away with the title. I mean, it doesn't make any sense putting it on John. It just, just doesn't, right? But, I mean, in terms of the buildup and everything, you're tearing this guy down. But isn't that that fear that because of what John Cena brings to the table and how much people actually listen to what he has to say, that this could adversely affect Austin Theory going in the future, even if he beats John Cena, if the digs get deeper, if the promos get hotter, you know what I mean? Like this kid. Well, they're gonna let theory get out. He's gonna come out and hit him, or he's gonna embarrass him somehow. He's got a a little bit of a tit for tat here, but like John Cena is so popular, they want to put John Cena on this pedestal, get people buy tickets, buy the pay per view, right? So they really want to pump him up here because he's the biggest star going into this card. It's not Reigns, it's not Logan Paul, it's not Seth. John Cena is the biggest star in this card, and he's only wrestles once a year. And right now, absolutely, he is the biggest star on this card. Okay, so we also have. Well, to be determined, who will Gunther face? So that's a match at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. 
SmackDown was kind of interesting for that. It, it was really interesting what they did. They brought all the guys out that could potentially, you know, face him. Apparently, Kofi got hurt. He fucked up his leg, man. He's not oh, going to he? be. Yeah, he's not going to be at Mania. He's all casted up. He's done. Those New Day guys, man, they're falling like flies. Like uh, I think yeah, Big E. I think Big E should be coming back pretty soon. But when was the last time all three of them have been together? You know, like over a year. Least well, I mean, obviously, just with the Big E injury, but I mean, when Big E before Big E left, it was Xavier who was hurt. Then Xavier came back after Big E got hurt. So right now, the only guy left in the New Day that's still functioning is Xavier. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely uh, seen better days. No, hundred percent. All right, so here we have those are the title matches that we know that are going to happen at Mania. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. You wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, tell me your thoughts on it after seeing I think Omos, Omos last night. I think Omos gets dogged a little bit too much. Like the guy's big, he's strong, but he moves pretty well. He was throwing that leg up pretty high against Dolph Ziggler. He runs pretty well. Keep in mind, he's seven foot three, four hundred pounds. To move like that, that size is, I can't imagine how hard it is. And I think I think he's good. I I don't mind this match. I I'd rather see Brock versus Omos and Brock versus Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt doing all that silly stuff. Brock's an axe. He's a butt kicker, right? And who are you going to put him in with the biggest, baddest man in WWE? Who's that? The giant Omos. So Brock's going to pick him up and do some funny things with them and crazy things. And the five minute match. Yeah, so I don't my, mind it. My my thoughts on this match have changed a lot since we last talked. I thought it was a stupid idea. It just didn't make any sense to me. But in hindsight, and looking back at at Brock Lesnar's history in general, um. Him and Bray would almost feel like Brock and uh, John Moxley all over again. Uh, like you said, Brock is a non no nonsense type of guy. He doesn't like yeah. walk around. He does. He wants to put on a good show. He you know, but he's not really into this kind of stuff. And yeah, in essence, it wouldn't make sense for Brock to go against Bray Wyatt. I think that um, Bobby Lashley will do a better job of it. And we're, so. kind, and we're kind of seeing that already in the build up to it, you know, and then the, the way they're building that up as well. I think it's going to it's going to work out better for those two to compete. Um, I still say Brock goes over Omos only because Brock needs the victory more than Omos does. Um, but at the same time, after seeing him last night and seeing what Brock's been doing lately, you're basically yeah, you're right. It, it's going to be if you're looking for fucking beautiful athletic uh ballet type moves you know what i mean like that that flowing mm-hmm. match you're not going to get it here it's no gonna be, it's going to be i don't know if it's going to be five minutes i think that walkouts are going to be five minutes each um you know again we have two nights here so i don't know if any match is going to be five minutes um but i can see this you know it's going to be a slow methodical match obviously yep. it's not, you know it's big not, powerful moves and big punches yeah. big kicks that's it. So, I mean, for, for what it's supposed to be, for what it's going to be, you know, there's two ways of going at this match. Does Brock put him over to elevate Omos, I, which I don't think he does. I think so. I don't think he needs to. I think Omos is already elevated enough. Like you said, he's seven foot three. He can yeah. kick high. He can move fast. He's I really mean, athletic, but people don't give enough credit. Yeah, 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 I know, 100%. So with all that athleticism and stuff, I think, and because of what Omos is, if it was a Drew McIntyre, like he put him over, if it was anyone else, I could see him putting him over. But you don't need to put over an attraction already, in yeah. my opinion. I think Brock needs to win more to stay strong. 
I think after us, I think Brock's contract ends always, right? Doesn't he go like year to year or two years? I think yeah. after us, contract no. sucks. Well, no, that's fine. But then Saudi Arabia will call and you know what? He'll never say no to that kind of money either, right? So no. I, I think that Brock needs this victory more than Omos does, to be honest. Just for character. Just for the character. Uh, Seth Rollins against Logan Paul was made official last night as well. That was an interesting segment as well. And I thought Logan got the best of him, man, on the mic. I thought when he said, I've been doing this, what I all I'd have accomplished in one year is taking you 20 years to do that. I, I'd hate me too if I were you. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant line. No, no, it was a great line. No, no, he got him good and he tagged him good at the end as well. This, yeah, is, the right third, yeah. this is the third time now that Seth has had gotten better, that Logan Paul has gotten the better of him. Uh, mm -hmm. Elimination Chamber with the stomp and then whatever he did to him last night, he beat him up again, you know, and uh, granted he caught him, but I mean, this just basically tells me that Seth will probably win this match. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, probably, but I thought it was kind of weak on Seth. He was complaining about the YouTubers and our business. Like, dude, the guy's one of the most popular popular guys you got right now. So you can call him a YouTuber all you want, but he's better wrestling than 90% of the guys on the roster that aren't YouTubers. So call him a YouTuber, but he's more athletic and better on the mic than most of the guys there. I don't I, I be I don't think Seth really believes that, but for the no, storyline no, purpose, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For the storyline yeah. purpose, yeah, it makes sense. But that map right there. I think will be the best match on Mania. They're both so athletic. They're going to do some crazy spots. That's the match I'm looking forward to the most, to be honest. No, fair enough, man. I mean, I mean, right now it looks like a really fun match on paper. You know, let's see how it yeah. plays out. Like, I mean, we still got a few more weeks of Raws and SmackDowns because I said, mm -hmm. like I said, it's two nights of Raw and you only had seven matches, man. So there, there's got to be more to this, right? Um, yeah. Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. I think it's going to be one of those. I won't say it's a sleeper match, but I think it's a show. It's one of those matches that potentially steal the whole show. I think so. Right? Absolutely. But then again, like, this, but like, I mean, we're still waiting on Edge versus Finn Balor. We're getting closer and closer to that. And, you know, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be a hell in itself. I think they're going to have their showdown. That match will be announced next Monday. They're going to have their face to face. Uh, Edge is basically told told him to, you know, why don't you meet me in the ring alone without the yeah. rest of your crew sort of a deal. And uh, I think we'll get the hell of the cell announced there. So that's another match that we're looking for. That's match number eight or nine, I guess, nine. Uh, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch, and Lita versus Damage Control. We already knew this was going to happen. I'm kind of, yep. what I find interesting is that they took the belts and, and switched them the way they did. I don't know if that was necessary or not. I don't think so, but I mean, it'd be fun to see them back. You know, some old superstars back. But it's just kind of like okay, great match, but it should be alright. But do we have a stipulation of some sort? Like, how long is Lita around for? Like, when she says one more run, does is that five months? Is that six months? Like, so you know, one thing I'm thinking of is, will they put the titles on the line uh, at Mania, even though it's it's a it's a three woman match? It's a good question. I don't think so, but it's hard to say. I think we will just do a few big matches, you know, do WrestleManias, SummerSlams, things like that, hang out a little bit. I don't know if her body can hold up. Yeah. Now, what I found interesting last night on, on Raw, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't really, like, yeah, Cody made an appearance and what have you, and he saved Sammy at the end of the show. Um, I'm kind of curious now to see where this is all going. 
it's not a very good, a lot of hype behind it. It doesn't seem like they have much chemistry. It seems almost like a dud so far. Maybe the in-ring match would be great, but as far as the buildup, it's, it's lackluster with that I match. I think it's going to change now because now we know where we're going with one Jay Uso. Uh, at the end of Raw last night, no, no, sorry, who did Cody come out and save? Kevin Owens, right? No, yep. wait. Was it Kevin Owens or Sammy? It was Sammy. It was Sammy at the end, right? Sammy. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's right. Sorry, sorry, I got muddled there for a second. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, what, what what went down last night is Solo Sokoa, basically the same thing. Carry on from SmackDown. Get rid of Sammy and get rid of Kevin. You know, Roman's barking his orders from afar, and uh, we show up here on Raw. So Sokoa against uh, Kevin Owens. Um, Owens is about to win. Jimmy comes in, breaks it up, start beating him down. Sammy comes, makes a save. Sammy puts up the hand to say, hey, you know, let me help you up. Kevin rolls out. We have a segment backstage where Owens basically said that, you know, I don't need you. I don't want you. You fuck me over, blah, 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 blah. And that was the end of that. Uh, the main event of Raw last night was Jimmy Uso versus Sami Zayn. Uh, match continued on, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, out of the Raptors, here comes Jay. Jay yep. comes down. I guess he causes a distraction of some sort, allows Sammy to win the match. At the end of the match, Sammy leaves the ring. He's standing outside the ring. Jimmy comes in. Or sorry, Jay comes into the ring, puts both his arms on uh, on uh, Jimmy's shoulders and holds on to the shirt almost like he was about to rip it off. I'm thinking, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? But I kind of already had the sense of where this was going to go. Uh, you know, blood is thicker than water at the end of the day, right? So Jimmy yeah. goes out there and says, I Thank you, Mania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so now we're basically we get the super kick, all three twos, all three Usos, I guess. I mean, all three brothers get in there and start beating the shit out of him. Of all the people to come down and make the save, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes to make the save on Sami Zayn. Do you think this could potentially end up as a triple match, triple threat match? I don't think so now, but not I now, right? They should have, but this is this is a big cluster, man. This is a big mess here because Cody and Roman have no chemistry. They got no nobody has excited for it, and they should have just let Sami Zayn join the match originally for a three way match because it's, it's it's not a big main event, man. Well, let's so wait. Far. Let's wait. Like I said, I mean, I said at the beginning of the show. I look at this card and I don't feel motivated at the moment, considering it's a WrestleMania. Uh, I look at this card for, and again, it's all good matches. I'm not taking anything away from any of the talent, but this could be on a Money in the Bank. This could be on a Hell of a Cell yeah. pay-per-view. It doesn't feel special. It no. doesn't feel special yet, but we're getting close. We're, we're, we're not there yet, right? But usually you uh, look at a WrestleMania on paper. Oh my, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see this. You look at this card here, there's like one or two matches that look amazing. The wrestling, and it's okay. Well, again, let's see where they go. We still have time. Um, so basically, the Usos are, are all back together. Everything is beautiful in that world. Uh, I think in the next, not even next Raw, but the Raw after that, you'll see the infamous kind of Shawn Michaels, Triple H kind of reunion. You know what I mean? With Sami Zayn and, and Kevin. And that's where you'll get your title match for the tag team titles. Yeah. Um, I think hopefully Cody shows up on SmackDown again and, you know, let's see what we can get going here. I mean, that first interaction was pretty good. I, I won't deny it. It was a yeah, fun it was interaction. Bad. All right. But 
I don't know. Something with this WrestleMania, just not an exciting card on paper. Maybe it'll be amazing match in ring stuff, but as far as looking at it on paper, I don't think there's anything special at all. I think it, it sucks for the fact that there was so much being said months and months and months before Mania was even, you know, starting to build or even getting started to build. I mean, oh, The Rock is coming. The Rock is coming. I think that kind of killed a lot. I think yeah. the fact that um, there was a lot of talk about Brock versus Austin at this mania. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many things that the company never stated. No one in the company ever came out and said, this is something we're trying to do. This is all... Stone Cold doesn't want to go in the ring with Brock, dude. He's too stiff. He throws too hard. He's too strong. Kevin Owens fine with a punchy kick, but he doesn't want to tangled Brock. Not at this no, stage. It was like, no, no, no. 100%. But, but in general, I just think, I think wrestling fans, the internet wrestling community itself has mm -hmm. put a damper on this card with all the fucking fantasy booking yep. and everything that they keep playing. And they keep putting their, they keep letting themselves down. And in essence, eventually it's going to start to rub off on everything else, right? There's only I mean, one thing that can save this card and put this card over the top. It's not going to happen is McMahon to come out and say, you no good, you married my daughter to take my empire, you blah, 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 I want you PC. That's only, that would put this card over the moon. It's not going to happen, but that's what the only thing that's going to make this card take off, I think. Well, I Probably mean, when did they do that program? I'd love to see it because it would be, it would write itself. There's a lot of stuff there that could write itself, man, but I think a lot of that will probably have to happen after Mania, if it does happen. I don't think it'll uh, ever happen. Well, I mean, it's a storyline that could happen, right? I mean, you never say never. It'd be crazy if it did, brother man. I mean, it's one thing we learned from the WWE: never say never, never ever say never huh. in this company. Yeah, um, it's true. Things will happen when you least expect it, right? And mm -hmm. again, like I said, I'm not shitting on the show. I'm excited for WrestleMania, right? I mean, it's the biggest show of the year. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I just feel that you know, we'll see. We'll see where we're where, yeah. where it goes and how it builds up. Uh, the last two shows, the last SmackDown, the last Raw have been really, really fun. So that yeah, should be a good indication of the direction. The Hall of Fame, it's going to happen on Friday, but we still do not know. By this time, we pretty much know the top, you know, three guys that are guys or girls that are going in. At this point, nothing's being announced. So, uh, you know, let's stand by for that. So, I mean, all these pieces are still coming together. WWE is the only Hall of Fame that doesn't have a Hall of Fame. A physical Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know? yeah I don't know why they don't make one. There's been talk about it for a while. I think at one point they came really close to building something in Florida. Yeah, uh, do don't be surprised if it becomes a part of the performance center uh, that they have the PC uh, as a wing in there or something. Um, you know, eventually I guarantee they're going to open that up for tours and stuff. There could be, you know, they have their own facility, so I can see them turning a section. I'm surprised, Nick Matt, after all these years, think, you know, we've got a baseball Hall of Fame, <laughs> basketball, but we don't have a WDB one. We have all these guys. So where do, where do you see their stuff? Is, is this well, there? They, they have warehouses upon warehouses. No, I know, but the public can can't see it. Things. It feel real, no, no, right? I, I get it. Eventually, at some point, I think, as we oh, get closer, they'll build something and put all this stuff in there, like, the statue of Wander the Giant, the casket match that Undertaker used against Yokozuna, mm -hmm. etc., etc. Like all these pieces are there for them. I mean, they can have one of the best Hall of Fames in the world in terms Absolutely, of just dude. all the props and gimmicks and all the things that they have collected. Like they don't throw any of that shit away. I think no, it's I know. I don't know why they don't do that. Giant warehouse somewhere. I think on AE, they have a show 
where a couple of the wrestlers go into this place and find their own stuff. Like I think they did one with Kane and Undertaker. And uh, mm -hmm. Undertaker found his mask that he wore, that half crescent mask, when he was kind of like, you know, whatever happened yeah. to him, I can't remember. But all these little gimmicks and stuff were there. They can make a lot of money off that. You charge money for buying tickets to go in there and merchandise and look at the cool stuff. It'd be a big money maker. No, 100%. Um, what else do we have here? Basically, that's it for now. I mean, in terms of what's coming down the pipeline for 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 WrestleMania and what happened last night on Raw. Uh, interesting note: Mister McMahon was backstage at Raw last night. Apparently, spent most of the time in the gorilla position, but more as a spectator. He wasn't really he wasn't involved in anything. Uh, he wasn't wearing a suit either. Hey, eh? he was wearing his uh classic black um. Yeah, probably just come from work. And I think it works for like midnight. Though, but yeah, dude's looking great, man. I saw a picture of him, and guess what, man? He's rocking a mustache. Yeah, I was shocked when you said that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's rocking that mustache now, man. I guess he needs he, what's he got to prove now, right? I mean, he's got to do his own thing. So, McMahon was there to visit Amazing John Cena for, years old, man, for any age. Yeah, that must have been an interesting backstage last night. Hey, eh? think about it. Cena was there, uh, Edge was there, Vince, uh, Vince was there. Uh, who else was backstage there last night? I mean, there was a lot of people there last night. I mean, no Brock. Brock, that would have been fun if Brock was there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's it. Uh, AEW pay-per-view. Uh, well, let's touch on it really quick. Mm -hmm. um, Revolution was good. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. It was a really, really good show. Um, I only seen the main event. I didn't see anything else. So Did John Moxley is... bleed again? Oh, yeah, he bled. Uh, so did M Man, yeah. MJF can bleed. Holy John Moxley bleeds too much. Every match he's bleeding. I think it's a little bit over the top. It's becoming yeah. almost expected now. Instead sorry, of sorry. Like, oh he God, didn't fight. No, sorry. Bleeding. Pardon me. Pardon me. Let's correct myself. Correct myself. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But did John Moxley bleed on the pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, I believe he bleed. That's what I'm saying. Bleed. So he's yeah, bleeding yeah, yeah. every match now. It's becoming corny because now it's like, oh, he's going to bleed. He's going to bleed. Where sometimes you bleed because you take a big shot. Now it's becoming like too much of a gimmick and it's it's watering it down. Now, there was this one part in the main event where MJF went into the crowd and he took a drink from someone and threw it into this kid's face. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, the kid was not a plant. He was an actual kid there with his mom watching the show. Unbeknown to MJF, you know what he threw in his face? What? Tequila. Wow, was it dad there? He's there with his mom or whoever it was. He's lucky because like, if I was a dad there, you grab that punk by his face. What are you doing, dude? He deserve it. Yeah, yeah, but, but it looked like coke, right? So they didn't know that there was tequila in it. So it started. It went into his eyes and everything. So the people around them uh, started giving him their merch because the kid was so sad, right? Like I, I found that out after. I'm sure AEW got a hold of them and, and set them up with a meet them or some sort of uh, ticket. They met him up and they're going to take him to Sacramento for uh, because the show was held in San Francisco. Um, you know they could sue him for that. You don't throw alcohol in a kid's face; they could get in big trouble. For MG, that. And MGF didn't even know. Like that's the fucking. You shouldn't throw anything in a kid's face at all, though. Keep leave the kids out of do that to the adult, but not to unless kids. unless he's a plant. Unless he's a plant, yeah. But a random kid, you don't throw a kid in a kid's face. <laughs> I know, man. But I just thought, like, holy shit, this guy's a heel. Um, yeah, no, good card overall. Here's something really interesting. It was a pay-per-view, but they still didn't sell out the Chase Arena. 
like I said, AEW was really hot when it first came on. And, you know, the new kids on the block, they're going to take down the big evil giant WWE. And, and it's still good, but it's fading. It's not as popular as we thought, as people thought it was going to be. It's got yeah. a niche market. The, I, the IWC community loves their Daniel Bryan's and John Moxie's, but the average person doesn't watch it. And that's what's killing them. No, 100%, man. All right, Chance, I tell you what, man, let's wrap it up. We've had a pretty busy afternoon, and all you guys will find out soon enough why. Uh, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but just keep your eyes peeled and your ears open because we got some crazy stuff coming down the pipelines. We've been going at it for a good portion of today. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to get this content out to all of you guys. So, uh, yeah, man, this is it. Uh, Do you got a top five? Anything? I do. You ready? I'm ready, brother. Let's do this. Let's finish it off. <laughs> what are your top five matches in AEW history that you've seen? Fuck. All right. Uh, well, I'm just trying to think right now because, I mean, it's it all comes down to the same four fucking guys, it feels like. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, John Moxley was really good. I remember that being a pretty solid match. MJF against uh, CM Punk. Say what you want to say. That was a good match. Yeah. Um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus um, that that best of seven match against the Lucha Brothers for the six man yeah. tag titles. That that was a good series. Uh, Hangman Page against uh, Kenny Omega. To be fair, that was just a really fun match to watch. And I will say the Young Bucks versus FTR was really fun as well. The top five. There you have it, folks. Yeah, there you go. And it's unfortunately, I try to think outside the box, but it just comes back to the same four or five guys all the time. Um, But not good matches, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would probably be my top five right now. I won't ask you because I know you're not too big on the viewership so um i mean i lost the big events yeah yeah all right um chance michaels man let's wrap it up here let's call it a day we got some more stuff coming along the way i like for prime so guys uh expect some big stuff coming up this week we we have some great guests we have some great things coming so guys be ready for it it starts tomorrow we'll start dropping all this tomorrow on you guys so in the meet so I'm Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, is my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And those are the words of the great ACDC. Those that download, like, subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen from Stampede Wrestling, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. The weekend isn't that far off. Work hard, follow your dreams, and never stop believing. Sap and chats out.